Hello and welcome to Twisted and Misunderstood. On this episode with myself, Dominic J. Zenden, on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about some strange occurrences, things that have happened to me personally that I would love to understand more about, but haven't really figured them out just as yet. And this is quite a good understanding to have because not everything in this world is able to be explained. And sometimes there's things that we're not sure about. And other times we can do something about it and change our routines or change where we live to avoid certain energies. But there's so much that we do not know, so much that we have to yet to understand. And one of those things, you know, that we have to understand is teleportation, how objects can be moved from one location to another location without really understanding how it's done. Now, could it be that we live in dimensions and that we only live in three of those dimensions and that there could be multiple dimensions across the whole of our existence, which means that maybe time is suspended, maybe time doesn't occur, and that each event is happening simultaneously to the next event. So nothing ever happens in order. It's already there. Now, this is quite a hard concept to get my thoughts around when I start to think about how, without time, do we understand events and occurrences. But it would explain a little bit more about things like ghosts and poltergeists and things that we sort of come to use to explain things happening. It may be that we're always looking for explanations so we find the paranormal or an explanation that has been sort of used many, many times to explain something that we haven't really thought through enough. And this few events that have been happening recently here at the cottage have brought this to my mind, is that there's some things that do occur that we don't really know, but it could be, in essence, an all locked in to understanding how time affects our lives. Now, the first thing that happened to me a few months back was quite quite shocking. On the back of our property, we have a, a double gate that leads to our garage. And on that double gate, just to be secure, I make sure that there's a padlock across a couple of the bolts. Now, every day when I go go out or go visiting people in the car, I open the gates and then when I come back, you know, open them again and lock them as, as you would. That's the normal routine of somebody doing that. But this time I actually came back, drove the car back into the garage and pulled the gates so I could actually put the the retaining bolts into the into the ground. There's two bolts at the bottom of the gates that hold the gates firmly in place when when they're locked. So I bring the gates closed to a close and put these bolts in the ground. And I noticed that I can't quite get them in. The, the gates are, are out of sync. So I look up and the padlock that holds the top of the gates has been closed. It's been locked, but it's been locked slightly out of position. So I can't push the two bottom bolts in. Now that would have happened in an instant of me actually trying to close the gates. 
So it happens right in front of me. But there's no way I locked that padlock onto that bolt. And that bolt had actually been locked and, and the padlock shut. Literally, it would have been a matter of seconds of it happening. Now, had I experienced something there that was um, time-related? Had I gone ahead of myself in time and already locked the gates, then came back and found the gates were unsecured at the bottom and I couldn't fit the bolts into the into the holes that they were supposed to be fastened into? Or was there another explanation? I'm not really sure. I, I've, I find these sort of things happening around can be a little bit disturbing because you realize that there's something else happening but you don't know why it's happening. Now, today, the another thing, we have a what we call a meditation hut or a reading hut in the garden. And it's a very simple place. It's just got a couple of chairs and nice feel to it. it, has a nice atmosphere in there. And when people come for readings or they come to sit and talk about things, we can invite them in there and it's very comfortable and quite cozy little place to be in. And every day, I open our huts and, you know, so we could actually allow our guests to to come in. And every night time I lock it, which is pretty much what we would always do. Well, this occasion I've actually, yesterday I did what I normally do. I unlocked it in the morning, invited the people around. We had our, our readings and our guests and our healings and all the things that we do in there, a bit of meditation and came in, had my tea, which I would normally do about six o'clock, and thought, oh, gosh, I can't be asked to go back and lock the shed because it was absolutely teeming. It was, you know, really, really heavy, and it's quite a long walk. So I thought, well, uh, let's just leave it open for the night. Let's just see what happens. So this morning I get up, go out to check the shed or the meditation hut. I call it the shed, right? And... um to my surprise, the door was locked. <laughs> I don't know how, but it was locked. So I think, well, I tried it again, still locked. Come back in, find the spare key to the hut, go out and lock the door and unlock it, look inside. Nothing's changed. It's exactly the same as it was when I left it 12 hours previously. But the keys were still hanging up. We have a little owl key ring thing up on the side of the, the hut. And we just put the keys on there every time we're, we're in there. And the keys were still there. Now, how could it possibly be that, that that hut was locked? The keys were still inside and the door was locked. If I hadn't had a spare key, I would have had to break in. I can't understand how that would happen. It doesn't happen in my time unless it's out of time. It's one of those situations that really gets you wondering what it is that we're living with and how can we actually understand these dimensional shifts or people might say it was spirit. People might say it was something occurring. Someone might say to me, well, someone's looking after you, Dom, because they've locked you, you've, they've locked your hut for you. And, I would probably agree to a to a to a to a small degree, but I would need to know how. It's not enough for me to say, "Oh, look, it's okay. It's it's been done for you." I want to understand 
how this has happened, why this would happen in such a way, because it's obviously someone or something is going on, but I do not have an explanation that I can figure out with the things that I know. So it's a case of the things that I do not know happening around within that occasion. It's it's a it's a strange thing, and these sort of occurrences follow me around a bit. You know, I can sort of probably name a few for you. Um, um, when I lived, I, I used to live in a flat when I, you know, a long, long, long time ago, and um, we were going to Malta, and we had all the suitcases packed, and they were sat in the hallway of the flat waiting to you know get into the taxi. Now, the suitcases had been sealed they had the you know the the bands around them and locked but one suitcase had had its lock changed now i we never knew how this happened but from having quite a flimsy little you you've seen the little travel locks you can get for cases on the case this then changed to having quite a big padlock that was quite a robust one placed onto it now both myself and Alison hadn't changed that lock. We didn't have any locks like it. So that lock became quite a, quite an issue because we had to open the case without taking the lock off once we got to, got to Malta. But it was still strange that that would occur. Now, again, is that a time slip? Or is it something that is actually doing that to allow us did we hit into a different reality where there was a different lock on the case yeah but did we cross over realities all the time do we change dimensions do we shift in time do we do we move around in our own life you know do we go to bed one night and wake up with a totally different perspective because our life has changed because we've changed you know we, we may be in the same body we may look the same but we may have different ways of being or thinking or acting because we've moved into a different reality. That's quite a thing, isn't it? Can you imagine it? That we can shift into different realities. Now, to me, that is quite an explanation. But the evidence I see about things changing or moving ever so slightly may well be because we do these things. And it could be something that we're yet to understand because the, the changes are so minor, we hardly ever notice them. But I should imagine all of you who listen to this podcast will have had things in your life where shifts have occurred for one reason or another. There, there could be something that's happened or something that's occurred and you've gone to bed, woken up, a new person new events start occurring your thinking changes and i just think there is something to this everything happening together all the events all the the time that we use the linear time is just a, a way that we order our lives the actual things that are going on we can jump from one reality to another reality and we may constantly be jumping realities and not notice the little shifts it's something that is really interesting for me to to look at and to research as a as someone that's just interested not just someone that's these things have happened to uh, another thing that happened to us us here in the cottage was we have this um 
this piggy bank that we put all our you know everything in basically any any loose change goes in the piggy bank and for, for some reason we'd emptied the piggy bank and it was um we'd taken all the loose change put it through one of those coin machines and done the things that you do when you do that and we put it back on the shelf in the kitchen where it belongs and the next day we came down and the piggy bank had inside of it two 20 pound notes just inside you know nobody had put them in you know i hadn't put them in and um, allison hadn't put them in but they were in there and when we examined the notes because we were interested to think well hang on okay someone may be looking after us someone may be you know thinking about us and manifesting or you know dematerializing or you know teleporting something into us because if teleportation is an actual thing that happens or manifestation is something that happens why wouldn't things manifest why wouldn't things occur and why wouldn't you notice them but the the strangest thing of this story isn't the fact these two 20 pound notes in this um in this piggy bank it was the fact when we looked at the notes the part of the serial number and I wrote it down just so I make sure I get the right initials was KJA, which is Alison's dad's her late father's initials, Kenneth James Albra. Now, this to me was even weirder because of all the notes in circulation, there can't be many with KJA on. And the fact that I didn't even pick it up, Alison looked at it and she recognized it as her father's initials. It was just this weird sort of coincidence that happened at a time when something really quite strange happened in the first place. And that's quite hard to get your mind around when you're starting to look, you know, at things that are, well, we call them paranormal, but maybe they are fairly normal, but we have to work out how they're happening. And trying to work out how that happened was quite tough. The The other thing that happened with that piggy bank when it was empty was one day we emptied it next day it was full again it was just full of you know little little um shrapnel coins you know the the small coins the you know the, the twos and the fives and the and the tens that we collect and it was just full packed full back again you know one day we take it and empty it it takes us about a year to collect enough coins to fill it and one day empty one day full Never worked it out. Never really, uh, you know, if it's um, something from manifestation or is it a shift in the reality again that's putting us back to a, a similar day without us even realizing it or a, an event that maybe didn't happen but did happen. Like, you know, we, we go and change the coins up and that event never occurred, yet we have the money. So it's something that, again, I would love to understand closer and further about, but it's hard to understand these things that happen when they are out of our synchronization of our lives. You know, we have so much going on in our lives that it's tough sometimes to, to juggle all the strange things that go on. But these events that actually are happening are, are, are quite strange in the way that they actually work for us in the way that they they sort of bring our attention to things that we hadn't even realized or thought about previously the the last event that probably we'll talk about on this particular podcast was um 
I used to have one of those big television sets, you know, you, the huge, uh, before flat screens came in. And I would always place on top of the, the TV a big vase of flowers. You know, I, I used to, you know, I still do like flowers, but I would always, um, those days, I used to buy cut flowers. But, you know, when I realized that cut flowers are dead, I stopped buying them. But this day I had these cut flowers on top of my television. And as I sat watching the television, these flowers were lifted up almost like they were brought right up like um, like you would get if you were sort of suspended and it was sort of rose up in, in this sort of way. And then they went out <laughs> almost like a, they went up then out so they sort of moved in an l shape and then they got thrown across the floor so this vase it looked like an invisible person has actually picked it up moved it away from the television and then just thrown it and they were slammed onto the floor and it broke the vase and the flowers and it made a hell of a noise and of course um everyone comes running when that happens and wondering what's happened and it wasn't as though they just toppled off they actually were picked up by invisibility almost you know to the point of where they were literally picked up by this invisible beam of something that allowed them to rise in the air go out in a that shape and then just get thrown on the floor i've never worked it out never worked it out if there is a form of um intelligent life that's invisible maybe that's part of it maybe there's things in the spectrum we do not see and that could well be a part of us understanding, you know, life to its fullest, that there are so many things that we do not see, maybe animals that are cloaked, you know, intelligent life forms that are cloaked. You know, if, the, if we're sharing our planet with intelligent life forms that we cannot see, then how are we supposed to know they're there? How are we supposed to know that they're going to interact with us or, or come into places where we're not even aware of them. We don't even sense them. And that means that maybe that day in that flat, there may have been something that we just didn't know what it was. Uh, couldn't see it, couldn't sense it. Just watch the flowers being slammed into the floor. The, the, the whole essence of things like this is that there are so many things we do not know. We do not see so much. We do not hear so much. And so there are things that happen to us that we cannot put an explanation to thinking the way that we currently think, living our lives the way we currently live them. If we were to eliminate time, for instance, then a lot of things fall into place. You know, and I'm very much about that when we when we pass, when we our body dies, our soul goes to I think to reincarnate pretty quickly. Most people would think there's a spirit world or something in between. I tended to fit away from that, thinking, well, when we when we pass, that's it. Um, and until our soul is re reborn and no time, no time in this process. So a soul can be reborn re be reborn instantly into a new existence or into one that we might look at as the past or even into one that we may look at as the future. So it could well be that when we when we pass, we're not put into a holding place that mimics this world. 
were put into a new body. And it's literally that there is now people that are researching reincarnation in a way that they've never researched it before because they're really interested to know how these events are occurring because there's too many people out there talking about the way that their life was previously you know there's there's actually quite a lot of documentation of people having past life memories even future life memories and what that means is is that the the soul you know this is the thing that we we debate the existence of the soul the 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 energy of the person is that soul a part of them now that the ancient egyptians called it bar now it was that part of the soul that was the personality that was placed in different bodies now that to me makes perfect sense that we we retain the personality to a degree but we have different existences in different souls at different times and different circumstances um maybe about the learning it may just be about universal law helping us to actually experience as much as we possibly can in as many different dimensions as we possibly can and just happens to be that we're in this dimension right now but it's an interesting thought that our character comes with us or aspects of that character come with us so it would actually explain quite a lot why we are so diverse you know why do we think different ways why are some people very easy to get on with and other people aren't so easy to get on with the diverseness of people is an extreme one there is so many different areas and we sense and feel and you know if you like implore so many things that go on but we never really look at it too deeply now, if the Egyptians were talking about it all these years ago, and we've just started to sort of explore the possibilities of it scientifically, which I know we have, and we're starting to find that there is some foundation. I think that there was one guy that I can't remember his name now, but he was working on a mathematical equation to show that life after life was a possibility but it is more likely that it was from the life that we're leading into an existence that is our soul that makes us timeless or time doesn't exist in, in some senses of the, of the word. Now, those things make perfect sense to me, but I think that trying to find answers from things when you start to include time becomes very difficult it sort of muddies the water and it stops you seeing clearly so once you take time out of an equation and think of yourself as just as a soul you know not an old soul not a young soul just a soul then everything then starts to fall into place and your existences and the things that you do opens up different doors now this to me opens up so much it opens up the fact that we could probably have soul to soul communication so people that we've actually lived lives with and have been around, we can connect to them because the soul retains all the information of every life. It's like a big recording device. And if we can do that, if we can retain this information within our soul, then what's to stop us actually reaching out to souls that are in new bodies that have been souls of people that we've known? and communicating with them directly, finding out information about their previous existences with us, 
or even the way that they see their existence previously or now. And it, it could well be that we're walking around next to our ancestors and we're walking with the souls of the people that we've come to know really, really well. And what's stopping us being able to communicate on a soul-to-soul level? It's an interesting way of seeing things because the alternative way, which I don't think has a lot of credence, is the way of the spirit world and that we all go into this big world and we all meet up after death. I think that that is a much more reassuring, more of a a storyline way of helping people cope with grief. I think if we look at it from a scientific angle and start to figure out that we are energetic energy that we have a soul and that that soul is eternal then we can start to figure out that all this knowledge you know everything that's ever happened has happened and we're just living in a slice of it and we have access to all the knowledge that we could ever want because it's all there it's all suspended for us to go and tap into it's it's a different way of believing how we are as 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 sentient beings just think of it just think of the ability to tap into the claircognience you know the clear knowledge of the universe think of all the things that there are out there all the different races of um humanoids or intelligent life sentient life that actually inhabits this vast place that we look at as our universe and that's not even going into multi-universes and multi-dimensions you know the the whole existence thing is is a huge, you know, Rubik's cube that we're all trying to piece together to work out exactly where little pieces fit in. And every now and again, we we sort of take a piece out and put another piece in because it fits better. And that's really what we we need to think like when we when we look at things. So all these occurrences, all the things that happen around us, there's obviously going to be an explanation, something that we haven't quite got to understand previously and and a a learning about right now but it's an interesting part to explore but you only explore it with an open mind if you've got your own beliefs all all mapped out and you want to follow that and you don't want to go past it no problem stay with where you are because very likelihood is that I believe we create our own realities. We, we do it naturally. We even create different realities by shifting dimensions sometimes. And I, I truly believe that. But also there's other things that we can do. And if you think about manifestation and something that I'm really keen to understand is you manifest the life that you're leading, that you're living, that you're actually exploring. You don't have to stay within anything. You just have to be vulnerable enough to try. In other words, as soon as you start to actually shift some of the things you're thinking about, it can make you very vulnerable. It can feel very uneasy at first because some things become very, very solid in our lives, especially if we have fear that we don't really want to go in and think about stuff. It can stop us moving ourselves ahead and understanding these aspects of maybe consciousness and the soul, but the dimensions that we live under, there is so much that we're yet to know about and, and how to explain occurrences like, you know, meditation huts being locked when the keys are left inside, 
padlocks on gates being shut when they haven't been shut right in front of me. Yeah, I mean, flowers falling off, you know, being thrown from a TV set, keys being changed, money manifesting with initials on. All these things are puzzles. And the one thing I love about the human mind is it loves a mystery. Everything that we love about being human is to explore the mysteries of life and the things that we actually try to understand. So the more that we delve, the more that we'll understand. Until next time, this has been Dominic J. Zenden for the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast, wishing you a happy life and be good to one another. Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can do so. It's um, auraprofiling at gmail.com. My website is mindsight.org. And mindsight is spelled M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. If you want to email the show or leave a voice message on the show, you can do that. It's all in the notes of the show. You can leave me a voice message and we'll answer your questions or anything relevant that you want to bring up. If you want to come and have an aura photographic profile, well, get in touch. There's some exciting news around the corner about aura photographic profiling. So stay tuned to, to hear that, but you can get your own and get in before it gets so busy that you, you don't have time to actually do all the ones that are coming in. So if you want that, come in, do that now. If you want to be a guest on the show as well, come and get in touch with me. We reach 92 countries at the moment and we have a huge audience. I mean, I appreciate every single one of you listening to the show. Thank you. If it helps, let me know. If there's things that you would like me to include in Twist the Misunderstood, let me know too. And open the dialogue. Let me know what's going on. Let me know where you are listening and let me know how you find found the show in the first place because all that helps me improve the content that I bring here for you. Okay, until next time, look after one another. Bye for now.